let the church say amen. From the book of 1 Samuel, from the book of 1 Samuel chapter 30, And if you will consider with me verse 6 now, since you've got a lot of time on your hands, you read the whole chapter. Our consideration this morning, I want to consider verse 6. These are the words you find. And David was greatly distressed. For the people spake of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his own son, for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. Amen. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. I, I want just for a few moments in the midst of this pandemic where all of us are separated and find ourselves away from each other, I, I want to talk about when you have to encourage yourself when you have to encourage yourself. Because of this deadly virus that all of us, we all have been away from each other. We've been away from each other as a church family and now we've been away from each other for a little over a month now. I know, I have no doubt in my mind that we are doing the right thing. We're doing the right thing by staying at home. We're doing the right things about keeping our families and ourselves safe. I know that somehow God is working all of this somehow for our good and his glory. But I gotta be honest. I've gotta be honest. I've gotta be honest. Let me just be perfectly honest. I miss y'all. <laughs> Let me just be honest. I I, I miss y'all. I, I come in every Sunday morning looking at your seat, and I I, I just miss the fe- I miss our coming together. I I miss the fellowship. I miss sharing the worship experience. I, I even miss the laughter. Always something to laugh about around, around Salem. It's true. You don't miss your water till the well runs dry. Somehow, over time, we... We, we just take our coming together 
for granted. But then there's another thing. There is another thing that we miss, another thing that's missing that you may not even realize is missing. Another thing that we often just take for granted. But we have to understand what we're learning also, what we're missing. The church is a place of encouragement. I used to hear, used to hear older people say that the church is a filling station where, where you come fill your tank, help you get through another week. That's, that's how the church serves as an encourager. Oh, as little as we think about it. The church is the place of encouragement. We encourage, we encourage when we come here. We are encouraged by the preached word. How often, how often have, have you left your job Friday? Are y'all hearing this? Left your job Friday throwing up your hands vowing that I ain't ever going back just to show up at church Sunday morning and hear somebody say, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he will strengthen thine. Are y'all hearing this? The church is a place of encouragement. How many times have you shown up at church mad? You done made up your mind that you're going to go back home and you're going to get things straight. Things are going to change or else just to show up in the house and hear somebody singing, yield not to temptation. For yielding is sin. Ask the Savior to help you. Are y'all hearing me? Comfort, strengthen, and keep you. He will carry you through. You see how we are encouraged in the church. Encouragement is so important to the body of Christ. According to Romans, the book of Romans 12, God has gifted folk in the church with a special gift to encourage folk. Are y'all hearing this? Encouragement is important in the body of Christ. Oh, you know these people. You know those folk who are gifted to encourage. You always, matter of fact, you make, your, you, you make sure you make your way to them before you leave. Somehow, somehow, it just seems like God will put some people in the right place at the right time with the right words just to keep you going on. That's a little while longer. Some, some mother, some deacon, some brother, some sister, just to say, baby, everything going to be all right. You know them, you know them, you know them. It's Mother Annie B, Mother, Mother Annie B, who, who just got away of saying, baby, God going to work it out. Mother, Mother Maddie Gray, who will tell you, just keep on doing what you're doing. God's going to bless. Are y'all hearing me? Mother, Mother, Mother Reeves, who, who has a way of just saying something to make you smile. That's encouragement. Deacon Thomas, Deacon Thomas, who just say, Reverend, we appreciate what you're doing. That's somebody there to just keep you going. God has somehow surrounded us with encouragers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody, yeah, who, who, uh, yeah, encourages who, who, 
who, who will just make yeah, your life, who will just make you go on a little while longer if you can just make your way to the house of God. There's somebody there that has a word of encouragement. Or well, we've just made like that. I don't know what it is about us. We, we just do better. And we go further when we are encouraged. Right now, we're separated. We're separated from those folk who normally encourage us. We're separated from those who keep pushing us. Yes, yes, we are, we, we are, we are streaming live and we're hearing the word anyhow. We're, we're having communion and we're still being faithful in our stewardship, but we miss that personal touch. We, we miss that touch, that that putting our arms around somebody or somebody putting their arms around us and saying, but, but baby, just stay on the battlefield. We, we miss that. If you're beginning to feel that, if you're beginning to feel that, I come today to reintroduce you to a character named David. David, a shepherd boy turned king. Yes, David, too, had to deal with discouragement. David, in this text today, David, in the text today, will tell you that while encouragement is good, while it will give you what you need to keep you going, he will tell you that while it will make you go further and do better, David will tell all of us up in here, don't get a Addicted to your encouragers. Are y'all hearing me? Don't, don't get addicted to your encouragers. And, and the reason why is because sometimes your encouragers might not be around. A virus might come through. Sometimes your encouragers just may not be able to get the way you are. But the lesson that David sets out to teach you and I is that sometimes you have to encourage yourself. Are y'all hearing this? Let's go right to the book. Let's get it from the book. We, we, know, we, we know much about David and we know a whole lot about his success and we know about his reign over Israel. But what we may not know is what David had to go through to get to the throne. What we may not know, yeah, even though he had already been anointed, David had to go through some things to get to the throne. You see, although he had been anointed to be the king, the throne was not vacant. Y'all hear me now. He's anointed for a seat that's not vacant. And, 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 and that's a word right there. That's a word that we love to use. He, he's anointed. We, we, we love to use that word anointed. And we, we like to tell folk, I have an anointing and that he or she is so anointed. But what you must realize is that anointing is just part of it. Are y'all hearing me? Anointing is just part of it. Yeah, yeah, that's what God does it, but anointing is just part of it. Yeah, but just like he anoints, there's another piece of that. He also appoints. There's more than an anointing. There must be an appointing. And whoever God anoints, 
in his own time. And in accordance to his divine plan, eventually he will appoint. David here in the text is somewhere between his anointing and his appointing. And here in this particular part of David's life, he shows us that there are times when your encouragers, your encouragers may not be in place. Are y'all hearing me? And even more so, sometimes those who have been encouragers can turn to critics. It's during these times, it's during these times that you've got to learn how to encourage yourself. Let's let set the stage. Young David has just killed a giant Goliath, a giant who has been terrorizing Israel, and this boy kills the giant, and the word is getting around about this young giant slayer. The women in the city have even made up a little song. They're singing a song of encouragement to Saul. Yeah, saying to David, Saul has killed his thousands, but David has killed tens of thousands. Are y'all hearing this? That's encouragement. Verse 8 starts by saying that Saul got angry. They're praising David, and Saul is angry. And verse 9 says, that Saul eyed David. He kept his eye on David. Are y'all hearing me? They, they are singing his praises. They are encouraging this young man. He ain't even the king. Some folk, whether you believe it or not, can't stand to hear anybody else being praised. They, they like all the praise for them. Say, I know you don't believe that, but there are some leaders that just love praise for themselves. So, so, Saul couldn't take the fact that they were all encouraging David. Let me throw this in. An insecure leader can be just as miserable as an unappointed anointed. Write that down. I say an insecure leader can be just as miserable as an unappointed anointed. So, we find David leaves the palace and is having to run from his own king. He's having to run for his life. His king is trying to kill him. So David is running for his life. But even as he runs and as he's hiding out in caves, and this is what an anointing will do for you, even as he's hiding out in caves, Folk are drawn to him. Are y'all hearing me? He's trying to hide. He's trying to get away. But even then, folk are drawn to his anointing. Chapter 22. While he's hiding out in a cave of Abdullah, he's, he's there hiding out in this cave. It says that 400 men with their families found him while he's hiding out, running. They found him and they placed themselves under his leadership. Are y'all hearing me? Or oh, if you've got an anointing, you ain't got to look for them. They'll find, are y'all hearing me? 
they'll find you. So how, how encouraging is it in a time of distress to have folk find you? How encouraging is it when, when you feel like you're all by yourself, somebody find you and say, you the man. We remember you. You are the giant slayer. We remember you. Now, let me show you what an anointing will do. David took this random group of men, these soldiers and their families, he took this random group of men and he developed them into a mighty army. Are y'all hearing this? That's what an anointing will do. He, he, was, he was on the run and he couldn't go back to Israel. So what he did, he took these men, put together a, 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 a mighty fighting army. And what they did, they, they, they began to act as a little renegade group of soldiers. And, and what they would do, they, they would just sort of work alongside. This is the way they made their living. They, they sort of leased themselves out to enemy armies. Put these men together. They even went sometimes and fight along aside the Philistines. And you remember the Philistines, they, they, they knew David. David is the one that killed that giant. But now he's got this group of renegades. And sometimes, yeah, they would always, they, they remembered David. They remembered his reputation. And yeah, unlike Saul, they had a respect for his anointing. Philistines were all, always fighting somebody. So David and his little band, they would just join in and fight alongside the Philistines. But then there came a time that the Philistines was set to go to war against Israel. And the leaders of the Philistine army, the, the leaders, they got together and said, wait a minute now. They, they've been fighting with us pretty good against all the rest of these other folk, but now we're going to fight against their folk. Now we're going to fight against Israel. And I'm not sure we can trust David and his men to go to war against their own folk. Are y'all hearing this? I'm not sure he can be trusted yet yeah, to go back home and fight with us. What we'll do maybe this time, we better let David and his men set this one out. So as they went to war with Israel, they sent David and his men home. And here's where I want to get to. David and his men go back home. And when they go back home, they found out that while they were out battling, while they were out doing battle against the Amalekites, they were doing battle, the Amalekites had attacked their home. Another group had attacked their home and not only, yeah, they had burned down their homes, burned them down to the ground. Not only that, while they were gone, they had carried away their wives and their children and put them in captivity. All of this while they were away fighting. Verse 4 said that David and these men were so distraught that they cried until they couldn't cry anymore. But then somehow 
their sorrow began to turn to anger against the leader, David. Can't cry no more. Now they're getting mad. It, it, not, now they're, it's turning to anger against David. As a matter of fact, the very men that had been fighting with him, now they're talking about stoning him to death. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? The same folk who used to sing your praises, now they're talking about stoning you to death. The same folk who have encouraged you to keep on going. Are y'all hearing this? The same folk who came to you and put themselves under your leadership. And now they're talking about taking your life. Now they've turned on you and even talking about destroying you. What happens? What happens when your encouragers are not there? What happens when your encouragers turn to critics? What happens when there is nobody around to speak a kind word? Are y'all hearing me? No, now, David lost his family too. He's just as grieved as everybody else, but there's nobody that cares about his pain. What happens? What happens when your encouragers turn on you. Are y'all hearing me? But then look at what David does, and I'm almost through. Look at what he does. Everything is turned against him. There's nobody to speak a word of encouragement. Look at verse 6. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. It's God. Are y'all seeing this? David encouraged himself. In the Lord, he said, oh, my brothers and sisters, it's good when there's somebody around to speak an encouraging word. It's good when there's somebody around to give you a push when you need it. But the truth is, brothers and sisters, sometimes you have to encourage yourself. That's exactly what David did. That's exactly what David did. He encouraged himself. But now he encouraged himself. But before you run out of here, make sure that you get the whole story. Let me point out that he did not encourage himself in himself. Well, y'all hear me? He, he didn't run out looking for some motivational workshop to go to. Are y'all hearing me? He encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. How, how do you do that? He encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. How do you do that? How do you encourage yourself in the Lord? Well, just a few things here, a couple of things, and we'll go home. One thing you can do to encourage yourself in the Lord is to check his record. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah. One, one thing, check, check the Lord's past performance. You want to encourage yourself? You go back and remember what he's already done. Y'all ain't hearing me. I, 
Yeah, yeah, you come to realize I, I've been in danger before, but he showed up. I faced impossible situations before, but every time he was right there by myself. I've been all by myself, all alone before, but every time he stood right by my Are y'all hearing me? Or just check his record. Check his record. And if you check his record, you'll say with the songwriter, through many dangers, toils, and snares, I've already come. It was grace. Brought me safe this far. Grace will lead me home. David says, I've been in trouble before. And he has never left me alone. But not only that, not only that, you can encourage yourself in your relationship with him. If you're his child and you know that you're his child. You know that he is your father. Listen to David. Encourage himself in his relationship. He says, I, I know everybody else is gone. I know it seems like I'm all by myself. Friends are gone. Nobody left to speak a kind word. But Psalm 23, but the Lord is my shepherd. Y'all ain't hearing me. But the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down. Green pastures. Surely. Goodness and mercy. You hear him encouraging himself? Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Listen to David encouraging himself in his relationship. The Lord is my light. He's encouraging himself. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be? Are y'all hearing me? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foe, when they come upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumble and they fail. You hear him encouraging himself, though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. The war should rise up against me. In this will I be comforted. Y'all ain't hearing me. It goes on and says, in the time of trouble, is that in your book? In a time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle. Will he hide me? He shall set me upon a rock. He listened at him, encouraging himself. He closes that by saying, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he will strengthen the heart. Wait, I say. Hey! Wait, I say, on the Lord. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, sometimes you have to encourage yourself. Are y'all hearing me? I say sometimes you have to encourage yourself. There are some things that I may not know. There are some places that I can't go, but I'm sure one thing. God is real. Well, I can feel it down in my soul like a ship that's tossed and driven. The Lord will make a way somewhere. Sometimes you have to encourage yourself. Encourage yourself in his finished work on Calvary. 
Everything else fails. Just think about what he did on Calvary. Are y'all hearing me? If you look at what he did on Calvary, how he suffered, bled, and died, laid in a borrowed tomb, but early Sunday morning, encourage yourself. Because you know that in the end, we win. Encourage yourself knowing that there's victory at the end. Misunderstood was the savior of sinners. Hung on a cross, he was God's only son. But oh, hear him calling to his father in heaven, not my will, but thy will be done. The bottom line is at the end, I want to hear him say, well done. Sometimes you have to encourage yourself. Now that we're separated from each other, not able to be around those to pat you on the back, this would be a good time to practice. Be a good time just to think of how good God has been, how, how, how you're still here. Encourage yourself. We dare not close without extending somebody. We don't know who's listening. We don't know who's listening. We, our prayer is that people are hearing the word from home that have never been out, that would never come out to, but I'm praying that people are listening now to the word of God and that lives are going to be turned around at home. And if that's you, if that's you, and if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, I don't know, I don't know what you've been told, you might have been told that you have to come here to do that. But I got some good news. You can do it right where you are. You can accept Jesus Christ right where you are, in your living room, in your kitchen, in your bedroom. Right now, if you can just yield to him, say, I believe, if thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved right where you are. So my prayer is that there is somebody in the sound of my voice who has heard his word and this day will say, I, I, I want that. I need that. I need him. And that you will accept him today. Jesus, keep me near the cross. There a precious fountain and it's free to all. A healing stream. Jesus, keep me near the cross.
church say amen. It is my prayer, it is my heart's desire that during this time, God is touching lives and he's touching hearts. It is my prayer and my heart's desire that somebody's life is being turned around as a result of what's going on in the world right now. And I thank God for the opportunity to be used of him to keep his word flowing. We thank God for these who continually make the sacrifice to come out and help me to be with you all, to help me to feed the flock. Thank you so much, all of you, for just coming and for sharing and helping us. Uh, we are on our way out, but as normal, let me just remind you of stewardship. First of all, let me thank you, Salem and friends. Let me thank you for just being exceptionally obedient. I, 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 I guess I'm amazed, but I'm not really surprised because that's what we teach here. We teach stewardship, and I, I, I thank you all. I want to thank you for just being faithful in your giving. Thank you for being faithful in, uh, with your stewardship. Uh, at the end of the worship, at the end, You'll be able to hear all of the different ways that you can uh, uh, bring your offering, that you can send in your offering. Again, I just thank you so much for being good stewards. Before we go, I, I'm going to take a point of personal privilege uh, just to say happy birthday to my son. Amen. This is my son's birthday, my son, Reverend Jason Haynes. I want to thank God for him. And pray that his day is blessed and just thank God for how God is using him even now. Also a point of personal privilege, I was shown, and I don't know how none of this works, but I understand that my bonus grandsons, uh, Anderson and mine and Miguel, I understand they're watching today. I just want to say, hey, y'all. <laughs> Hope y'all are doing good. So good to see y'all. I'll be talking to y'all, talking to y'all later. Let us continue to pray. For those who are sick among us, we do have those. Let's continue to pray. Let's pray for those families who have lost loved ones. I hope that maybe by this time next week I can sort of get a full report of those who have lost loved ones so that we can share with you that we might be in prayer with them. Again, may God bless you and may God keep you. Is our prayer, God be with you. Till we meet again.
just occurred to me that I had two nieces who had birthdays on yesterday. One of them would be all right, but I got to call Kanisha's name. <laughs> Happy birthday, Kanisha. <laughs> now, may the grace of God, sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us now, henceforth, and forevermore. Let us all say. There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.